This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I am joined once again with Jim Sebastio. Jim, thanks for joining me. Good to see you. Good to see you, Brian. So this is a special episode, Jim. We're going to kind of wing it a little bit because this is episode 100 of Trench Talk, the podcast that we've been doing for about five years now. Oh, well timed. Thank you. Oh, no, you're too kind. Thank you. That's very meaningful. I didn't see that coming at all. So <laughs> there you go, Brian. Congratulations. Oh well, you know this is this is definitely a milestone for you as well. So um, we're uh, we we thought that we would just kind of go off script a bit. Uh, we've been talking obviously a lot of some some pretty serious episodes these last couple times, and we thought it might be nice to to just and we talk about also a lot of the difficulties around pastoring. And so as as a, hitting a milestone like episode one hundred. I don't know, Jim, what, what should we talk about today? Brian, why don't we talk about uh, things we really enjoy about being a pastor? Hmm. Because I think sometimes you could listen to some of what we say, and if that's all you ever listened to or all you ever read, you think, who in the world would ever want to do this? Mm-hmm. A- and there's certainly a part of this that a proper understanding of, of, of the ministry ought to make somebody say, who's sufficient for these things? Right. So that's going to happen. Or how do we not lose heart? You know, all of those kinds of things. We've talked about pastoral loneliness. We've talked about vulnerability. We've talked about depression. We've talked about suicide. We have not been the the best promotion to get people to come pastor. For maybe sure, not. Based it's on the things a, we've been talking about, it's just like, about, hey, so. you know, this is this is hard, and yeah. and to hear some things to help you through the hardship. But there is also, like for our Savior, there was a joy that was set before Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul anticipated that there was a crown that was laid up for him. Uh, Peter talks about that as well. Writer of Hebrews uh, says uh, this joy is supposed to be right. Let, supposed to be joy in right. Us even even as work. you watch over souls, let them do so with joy. Let yeah. them watch over your your you know so that there is a joy in watching over souls. Uh, so let's talk about some of the things that bring mm. us. What brings you joy? What is it you really love about? Uh, being in the ministry that you would tell somebody who has an interest in it where you might say, now listen, what you're going to get into is hard, but it's also glorious, yeah, and, yeah. and there's a lot of joy and uh, blessing to being a pastor. I'm glad we're having this conversation. One, because we obviously talk about a lot of serious, hard things because ministry is real in that way. But the reason this is an important conversation is that this is the reason why we can endure the hard things. Right. Is because there's so many wonderful, joyful, glorious things that we experience as pastors that that really uniquely we experience that nobody else does. It's it's almost like it's part of the design of God that that pastors would would have unique burdens but also would have unique joys to come out of the burdens. Right. So man, yeah, we could just I, I assume we just can kind of go back and forth. The one of the things that um that I've loved about pastoring is is being able to be at moments of people's lives that are significant and you get to be there be a part of it and even provide a very unique level of care that nobody else does in that moment and it and it just it knits you emotionally and spiritually to these people in a way that really never goes away and when those that happens hundreds of times over the course of decades you all of a sudden feel incredibly knitted to these people mm. These just different groups of people, some who then move away, some aren't even in your church anymore, but you just feel 
knitted to them. So as I just as I say that and I think about all the people I feel connected to in that unique way, that is a that is a special blessing and fruit that that I that I continually enjoy. It's one of the things I love so much about what I get to do. So what kind of events are you particularly thinking of? I have some that come to mind when you say that, but well, I think I mean the the positives would be the you know would would be the babies being born, the the you know the kids that hit milestones, the you know the the church members that accomplish something great that they're a goal they've been seeking to accomplish, you know, getting a degree or in whatever it may be. But uh, marrying, we get doing doing what doing a wedding. Doing a wedding. Oh yeah, all yeah. those kind your of wedding. But so the there's the positive side, the things that you want to celebrate about somebody's life. You you get to be a part of those things and it connects you with people. But the really sweet part of this design of God is that the same thing happens in the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the funerals, the, the, the tragic things that happen, the losses, that you're there in that moment and they remember you were there when, they, when, when it passes and, they, and you, you were uniquely able to bring some care and just and listen and be available. And so it, what a special and sweet providence of God that, that we, we get to be a part of these special events, the good and the the difficult, but the same thing happens in our relationship with these people by by being there. And so I don't know. Those are some of the events that I was thinking. Of. How about you? Yeah, if we're just going back and forth. I don't want to take too many at one time. I'm, I'm going to add one of those you, things. Actually. Yeah, right. No, but you. <laughs> there are people. I've been here long enough. So I, uh, 31 years in July that I've been yeah. uh, with the folks here. So I've been here long enough to see some kids born. Yeah. Born again, baptized, married, and having children. Yeah, that's wow. And to, uh, you know, I've been able to say to a number of kids, you know, other than the medical staff and your parents, I was the first guy to hold you. Yeah. And and to pray over you, the first one to offer, you know, prayer over you and... And yeah, that that's one of those. You know, that's one of the benefits of being a, a long pastorate. But you're going to get snippets of those. So let me just pick one of those out because uh, okay. you mentioned births and whatnot. So baptisms. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are there? Those are such happy days uh, in the life of the church, and it it is when God saves someone. And whether it's a kid growing up in the church or whether it is somebody's friend or work associate or somebody that just came in looking for answers or somebody that you've witnessed to, whatever, and they come and they hear the word and they respond and then they're ready to be baptized and to join the church. And I put those those yeah. two together as one event that, yeah. that if you that when you're baptized, you join the church. Well, we're Baptists, so we can say that yeah. on here. So, so yeah. Um, that's one of the most exciting happy days uh, of church life. I, I, yeah. I've seen as many as I'd like, but I, I, I'm thankful for the dozens I've seen over the years. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. I, I I'll so I guess it goes a little bit along what you're talking about, but seeing seeing people genuinely converted mm-hmm. is just an amazing thing to watch. God just open open blind eyes and realizing that it may come from a sermon or it may come from a conversation. But certainly, our our theology reminds us it's it's not us. It's God just doing the spiritual work in somebody through the power of the Spirit, and to watch that, and to watch somebody's life change by by God doing that work in the power of the gospel is, I mean, it's it's one of the great joys. I wish I saw it more. You know, I pray for conversions and want to mm-hmm. see. 
But uh, yeah, that, that's what's so special about baptisms is it's in a it's a special event. But you know, in a, in a lot of you know, in a lot of cases, but, you're but it's, celebrating. It's, yeah, it's the aftermath of this glorious that's thing. Right. This really this miracle of miracles of yeah, seeing. Right. Uh, someone dead in their sins and trespasses, and and now they're alive in Christ. And I, I, it's very moving at times, even as I'm preaching. Uh, I can look out and I can see the faces of people yeah. and remember before conversion. I can sometimes remember the uh, the sermon that was preached when they were when they were converted. I can remember the element. I can remember praying with them, or I can remember seeing the light come on and yeah that's a rare that's a great privilege and you have just that front row uh seat to that which yeah. is really really encouraging what's another one for you uh well you know i mean one of the things we get to do so often preaching is both a blessing and a burden yeah. and and for a lot of men it, it is they begin to consider pastoral ministry because they love to preach right and uh and I, I could say certain things about that because you, you have to be careful that you don't just love love to preach and that you love just being a preacher, right. which which can has some elements that can be unhealthy to it. But but there is a real joy that comes, and a real sense of privilege. Certainly, yeah. that I'm going to get up here and I'm going to expound the heart and the mind and the character of God. I'm going to preach again the glorious gospel. I'm mm. going to unveil something beautiful about the Savior, or something like that. And I get to do it. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's it's you know amazing. you you know so a kid who watches uh, baseball maybe as a kid and, and 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 then grows up to be that guy who's up in the ninth inning with uh, two on and two outs mm. and. Uh, you know, you're a run behind, and and, yeah. and and you get to do what you always fantasize about doing. Yeah, and I think for some of us, if we've maybe before we were we were maybe had only preached a few times, and you you hear somebody preach, and it produces in you a joy in and of itself, but also a thought of. I'd love to do that. Yeah. I'd love to be able to be the man that gets to tell. Yeah, sinners or saints, these these truths. So. Yeah, that's great. Let's let's so let's start keep let's keep going. We'll start digging into some of the weeds because one of the one of the things that I didn't realize would provide such joy in being a pastor is to uh, to to be able to help someone sort through a calling in the ministry, hmm. see that they're not ready, but they sense this calling, and to to disciple them. And to train them, and to teach them ministry, and to watch them grow and blossom as they do that, yeah. and then to raise them up in the church, affirm them, send them out, and watch them flourish in the ministry. Man, I've told people at times when when I I've gotten to do this many times, and every single time, I mean, I, I almost kind of look at someone when I'm talking, if I'm telling them this, like outside of maybe seeing people come to Christ. Uh, Seeing that happen and experiencing that is just is an overwhelming joy for me, mm. and I've gotten to see it a bunch. Like I, 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 I know that I've I've uniquely been able to experience that one because obviously we're we're in Louisville, Kentucky. There's a lot of there's a lot of that happening here with the seminary and things. But the, the Lord just the Lord just burdened my heart a long time ago to want to uh, mentor and raise up a, a young uh, men and women for for ministry and um, and so to to raise men up for for pastors and to see them flourish, to raise up men and women to go be missionaries and 
counselors or whatever. I mean, mm. It's just it's. I still feel a tremendous amount of joy every time I get to do that. What's another one for you? Okay, uh, seeing people changed uh, under the ministry of the word. Oh yeah. Uh, to see somebody who who was uh, maybe troubled, anxious, uh, fearful, unbelieving, and to see them lay hold. Uh, maybe they're already converted, believe they weren't converted, but to see them lay hold of the truth of the gospel, to see them open up like a flower uh, and blossom uh, under the teaching and preaching or or. or privately under the council as the as the light turns on you know because again we 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 know the other side and we we know people we've seen the light grow dim we've seen fiery hearts grow cold we've seen people reject counsel yeah but boy when that is and i've got just certain people in mind um as they melt under the ministry of the word and and to see their joy and gratitude for your labors. I mean, just to know that, uh, I'll give you an illustration of this. So um, I, I've, I've started uh, learning how to cook. Uh, I've been watching, really? I watch, so my some of my downtime is I'm watching a lot of cooking videos. Good for so you. I've That's started good. making some dishes. I made, I made a meal for um, uh, Mother's Day for the family. Uh, I, I made a killer mac and cheese recently. That's nice. And, That's good to hear. But I, I made chicken wings the other night for oh, the first goodness. time. Did you really? And, and my son loves chicken wings, and he raved about them when I made them. And then yesterday at dinner, he looked at me and he said, I'm still thinking about those wings. <laughs> That's good. And And that made me really, really happy that I had figured out how to do something I worked at it, it worked, yeah. and he loved it. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, you know, when you've labored over the word, and sometimes, you know, you, you preach and it's you know, maybe somebody says, you know, thanks, or, but, but every once in a while, it, it is, that was delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about that meal. Yeah, right. And that's just a shot in the arm. It's a, it's a, it's a real, real. So again, we're talking about joys in ministry. Yeah, that brings you some joy in ministry. Totally. You, you get a note later in the week. Mm-hmm. You get a text. Hey, I just listened to it again or whatever. I was so helpful. Mm-hmm. That kind of gratitude for that kind of labor is really rewarding. It's good. Here's a good one. I love this. It's being able to watch the body of Christ sacrificially and lovingly serve each other. Yeah. You just kind of get a front row seat to see God work through his people. And one of the things that I've had the privilege of, of being a part of is, is this happening often through anonymous means. Right. So one of the, you know, we have a, we have a fund, like I'll have people who will come to me and say, Hey, uh, I want to, I heard what's going on. I want to actually pay for their light bill this month. Mm. How do I do that? And I want to do it in a way that they don't know it's me. Right. So I'm the middle guy. I know all this is happening and then I can't tell anybody, <laughs> but, I, but I get to, I get to be a part of that. One of the coolest things that I've ever experienced is I had a, I had a family who who took care of a specific need of another family uh, when they heard about it and met that need that, that it was a it was a significant you know it was like a 
it was some kind of major bill or something. They just had no, they didn't have the money to pay or whatever. And, and this family just paid it anonymously and they did it through me. And I was able to work that out. We actually have an account at church. We're able to do that Two And so they didn't know that that, that was the family. They didn't know who did that. I just said, let them know somebody took care of that. Two years later, the family that got their bill paid for wanted to meet the need of the other family. Oh, yeah. And they still to this day don't know that both of them <laughs> did that for each other. And I sit nice. back and say, like, I just, I, I, I remember I, I remember driving to uh, to drop a check off to somebody who had been given a check anonymously. Somebody had wanted to help them with something. Right. So I'm taking, you know, it's written through the church, right? So they don't know who it's from. And I'm driving there and I know that this is going to overwhelm them. And I'm, I, I remember just... I'm driving. I'm I'm in tears. I remember just saying to God at some point, "It's like I can't believe I get paid for this. Yeah, like to just be, to be the messenger of that and to see that happen is is just really really special. And like you said, these joys are such a shot in the arm. It 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 reminds us of why we do the the hard burdening work that so much of this is because there's so many joys. Maybe one more for you. Oh man, just one more. Well, okay, uh, we'll do a couple more. That's fine. Um, fellowship and friendship with other pastors. Oh yeah, uh, and, and at times getting to have some really significant men in your home. Uh, I I told a story long, long time ago in one of these podcasts. Maybe it was one of the first podcasts. Um, I've gotten to have some older godly men. I've had I've had such tremendous uh, men pour into my life. Is just one of the great blessings of my life, and and I've had a lot of them have spent some time in my home. And, and in the family. And I had one time, I had two men, both had been in ministry for decades, two Englishmen, Bill Hughes and Austin Walker, yep, yep. together in my home. Mm-hmm. And I can remember uh, at a, uh, a Thanksgiving later that year, we were all talking about the past year and what, what are some of your happiest memories most thankful for. And my 13-year-old son saying, having pastor Hughes and pastor Walker in the house huh. and just getting to listen to them. Oh yeah. Was a highlight of the, was a highlight of the year for a 13 year old kid. Yeah, that's something. Um, and I knew, you know, that there are people that would pay money for this, you know, to, to get to sit there yep. and even pastor Hughes, just, you know, whatever, what he's talking about, not just ministry, but his own spiritual life. And then quoting poetry at times, you know, those <laughs> with his incredible voice, well, a Scottish accent. You got to well, well, make sure you know, he's, he's a Liverpudlian. He did. Yeah. He was in Scotland, but he's, it's so a, it's more a, of an English accent. It's an English, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a high class English accent. Yeah. But you just have to add that for effect. Oh, it certainly, is so. right, and it's just so much. It's so much better, of course. <laughs> yeah, but getting to do that, getting to know men that that are, I mean, we've all known rats in ministry, but to know good guys in ministry, mm-hmm. men have real hearts that pull your own heart along, is a great, great privilege. That's mm. great. Um, <clears throat> I would say a, a, a last one for me is uh, just to um, the relationships you get to have with older members has mm. been a real joy for me. So you know, I, I you know, obviously I'm real big into revitalization work and things, and but I've I've grown to see the significance of that group in the church and all they have to offer, who are so often by younger people seen as a burden. Or some right. the exact opposite of, of what they really are, right? And so to have one of the joys for me is to get to see that I had to learn that, and to see the joy they are, and they're they're some of the most 
there's some of, as I almost at 17 years here in a couple months, there's some of the most significant relationships, some of the most joyful relationships that I have in the church are the older members who have been there the whole time, who've hung with me, who didn't like me and struggled with me, and we figured out how to love each other. Like one of the great joys is is watching some watching a relationship go from hostility to a, a deep love and appreciation yeah. for each other. And so that that's a that's been a huge that's been a huge joy for me. All right, one more, Jim. For oh, you, we'll get one more. Yeah, one more. Um, the privilege of of study uh, of you know that again. I realize some of the men who listen to this are bivocational, right? And some have to work full time in a secular calling. But even with that, you're pressed to to have good books that are brought before you to deepen your own heart and, and, and deepen in your study of God's word. You're, you're not going to be able to be an effective pastor unless you grow in your understanding mm. of the word. That's good. And though we would encourage all people to spend time in the word, uh, we we get to make it our life's calling. Uh, to study the riches, the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to be able to present that uh, publicly and privately. What a what a unfathomable blessing! Mm. What blessed men we are to get to do that. Indeed, I got to say, I, I'm feeling joy right now. This has been an energizing uh, conversation. To talk you about can't this see time. folks who can't, but you know, Brian has has said some of this stuff, and uh, I could see his eyes filling, brimming with tears. Uh, as we're talking about some of this, and both of us feeling some of that, and, and uh, sometimes we, we we get the we get the water in the eyes for because of the burden, but it's sweet to have it for the joys. Totally, and I think we need to, you know, we want to encourage pastors that that both are good. You know, both is part of the calling. The the burdens bring the jo- the the deeper joy mm. too. So I think that a lot of young guys have this ideology of going to be a pastor and like. I want everybody to receive my ministry well, and I want to see all this fruit, and I want all this to happen. That's what's really going to be the joy. And it's like, actually, it's the hard stuff. It's the burdens that then makes the joy so much sweeter. And I think that uh, we need to make sure we we look at our ministries with a balanced perspective on that and and realize that there's there's rich experience in both sides, and it's part of God's glorious design about this. That's yeah, like climbing a mountain. I yeah. mean, it's miserable for part of this, but boy, you're so happy at the top. You get to the and, top, and and, and then you got to walk down. And you got to walk down, right? But, but yeah, anyway. But yeah, it is a bit like that where you say part of the reason you're so happy there is because you know it, there was a lot of hardship on the way. That's right, and. and and there does, and the Bible says, if we'll be faithful, there is a crown that the Lord, the righteous judge, has stored up. And let's, let's remind the chief shepherd is going to reward his under shepherds. And that's a whole level of joy that we have yet right. to experience. Well, and let's remember that this is part of God's design. So, I mean, I mean, suffering and hardship is a part of the design. It's not all of it, but it's a part of it, and that's what where the where the a joy is certainly is rooted in as well. So as we wrap this episode up, uh, on behalf of Jim and myself, I wanted to say thank you for though many of you we know faithfully faithfully listen to this podcast. We hear from a lot of you. We know that you're listening to all, all, all these episodes or most of them. So we know we have a, a loyal group that sticks with us through the good, bad, and ugly of us doing this. And uh, we just want to say thank you to, to you in particular. Thanks for spreading the word of the podcast, particularly in the ministry, and hopefully the Lord will give us a, a, another hundred episodes if, he, uh, if the Lord tarries and and uh, we're able to continue in this. But thanks for humoring us to let us talk about these things. But we hope 
that this has been an episode that does what it, hopefully it's done to us, and that's reminded us why we're doing this, and that there's great unique joys in this. So even whatever hardship you're facing in the ministry right now, make sure you don't miss the joys that are there too, and to make sure you're acknowledging them and, and before God. You see them and don't just get lost in the hard times. The fruit is there, even though it may not be as apparent as you want. The joy is there, even though there may be a lot of sadness and heartache with it. So, Jim, we take a minute and pray for pastors listening to this who find themselves in that place. Father in heaven, we do pray that uh, all those who are your servants, who are laboring to do good to the souls of your people— Father, we pray that you would crown their labors in such a way that they might know the joy of freely preaching the gospel, that they might know the joy of seeing people transformed and saved uh, under that ministry of the Word. Lord, it is a ministry that uh, does bring death, but it's also the aroma of life to life. And, And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would so bless that word through us, uh, that joy might be done to your people, glory done to your Son, and joy be brought to your under-shepherds, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.